Everybody shall stand before God, small and great. Let's go with the message now. Why the judgments? Let's look at it. Let's roll with it, okay? See what we can find today. We use this big old screen. Now, there are two judgments, and that's the ones we want to talk about today. Two judgments in the Bible. One is for, say it with me, one is for Christians or who? Believers. Guys, a Christian is a believer in Christ. A Christian is not somebody who just goes to church. A Christian is a believer in Jesus Christ. That's what makes you a Christian. You believe in Christ. You're a Christ follower. You're a Christ believer. Amen? Say. Okay? It's not because grandma went to church that makes you a Christian. It's because you believe in Jesus Christ. We believe in Christ individually. So one is for believers. The other judgment is for who? Non-believers or unbelievers. They might go to church. Okay? Might be good people. But they're not believers in who? Jesus Christ. A lot of religions of this world, they are not believers in Jesus Christ. Did y'all hear me? Yes or no? Okay? God had one son. His name was who? Jesus. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. So there are two judgments. Okay? It's a pretty, pretty strong message today. And let's look a little bit at Revelation first. A quick look at Jesus Christ glorified. Lots of scripture today, Raj. And now I'll read, and you just have to be with me because some of them will go through because there's a lot of it. Revelation, I turned to see the voice that spoke with me, John writing the book of Revelation. And I turned and I saw seven golden candlesticks. And in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks, there was one like unto the Son of Man. He was clothed with a garment down to his feet and girt out about the chest with a golden girdle. His head and his hair were white like wool, as white as snow. His eyes, I love this scripture, say it with me, were as a flame of what? Fire. Just get that image into your mind. His feet were like unto fine brass, as if they'd been burned in a furnace. His voice was as the sound of many waters. How many have ever been to Niagara Falls? Hear that roar? At Niagara Falls, many waters, it's incredible. His voice. He had in his right hand seven stars. That's just incredible right there. We saw one star last week at our series in the early service. That star, if the earth was the size of a golf ball, this star is as big as Mount Everest. Here's the Savior with seven stars in his hand. Out of his mouth goes a sharp two-edged what? Sword. Now, why am I putting this up here? Because he's the judge. You ain't. Does it sound like he's capable of judging? Yes or no? Sound like anybody going to be shaking their finger in his face? Yes or no? No, that's why I put it up here. And his countenance was as the sun that shines in its what? In case you wonder what that scripture means, it means this. From 10 o'clock to 2 o'clock, go stare in the sun. 10 o'clock a.m. to 2 o'clock p.m., that is the sun shining in its strength from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. What does Jesus look like? That's what he looks like. Yes or no? The glorified, risen son of the living God. That's what John saw. And when I saw him, John says, good response, say it with me, I fell at his feet as how many can believe that? How many of you were feeling that way yourself just reading the scriptures right there? It's crazy. And he laid his right hand on me. Oh, oh, oh. 
I could just preach this this morning. And he said, say it with me. Fear not. What are you scared of that when he puts his hand on you, you can't make it? We don't see Jesus like we need to see him. Y'all hear me? Yes or no? Man, wow. He puts his hand on me and I'm worried about this and I'm worried about that. When he puts his hand on me like that, wow. I love that. He said, I'm the first and the what? I'm the first and the last. That pretty much covers it, doesn't it? No matter what our life is going through, he's the, he's the what? He's the first and the last. Okay? He is there before this mess started. He's going to be there when it's all over. Amen? No matter what it is. So this is Jesus. Let's look at this first judgment. So the judgment seat of Christ. Christians are going to appear before the judgment seat of Christ. You just saw Christ glorified. Is that correct? Are we all right so far? We cool? Yes or no? Okay, so we saw Christ. I'm trying to give you a feel of what it might be like to stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Who are you standing before? I think you just saw him, right? A little bit? Okay. Judgment seat of Christ. What is the judgment seat of Christ? Well, in the Bible, in the New Testament, this is called the Bema. Bema, it's a Greek word. Translated into our English word, judgment seat. So a lot of times you'll hear people say the Bema seat or the Bema stand. Christians are going to stand before the Bema seat. There is a judgment for Christians. Well, I thought, wait a minute, I'm saved. I thought he took all my judgment. Well, hang on, we're going to learn. Keep looking. The Bema is different. It's not a judicial bench where you're guilty or not guilty. That's not what this judgment is. Am I losing you so far? You're all right. So you're with me? Okay, good. The Bema was not a judicial bench where someone was condemned. It's not a condemning place. It's not a place where Jesus is going to condemn you because you are a believer. I'm a Christian. He is my Savior. He is my Lord. He does not condemn me. You're not condemned now. Yes or no? Can we thank Him for that? Come on, let's thank Him for that. We're not condemned now. I was condemned already. When I had not believed, I was condemned already. That's what John three sixteen through 18 says. But here, this is a what kind of seat? It's a, it's a rewarding seat. That's what the Bema is. It's a rewarding place where Jesus is going to reward. In large Olympic arenas, there was an elevated seat. And of course, we go. the, the New Testament's written in Greek. A lot of our imagery has to go back and look at that sometimes. In large arenas, there was an elevated seat on which a judge would sit, okay? On the, and and he, would, he would judge the arena, and the, the event rather. Keep looking. After the contest was over, the contestants would assemble around the bema or that judge's stand and receive their what? Their rewards or crowns. Stay with me. We're going to keep moving here. How do we know that there will be a judgment seat where Christians are rewarded, Clark? How do you know this is what's going to happen? Well, why? Because the Bible what? What do I know about anything? What I know about the Christian life and things like that, I get from the Bible. How do I know, like in the first message, that we're created and evolution is a lie? Because the Bible says so, yes or no. And the facts fit. Okay? The other's crazy. All right? So it works. But the point is, this is how I know about the judgment seat of Christ. Let's look at it. For none of us lives to himself, and no man dies to what? I love that scripture. 
For whether we live, we live unto the Lord. Whether we die, we die unto the Lord. Whether we live, therefore, or die, we are the who? We're the Lord's. For this end, Christ both died, he rose, he revived, that he might be Lord of both the dead and the living. Keep looking. But why do we judge our brother? Or why do you set it not thy brother? For we shall all, say it with me, stand before the judgment seat of Christ. That's the bema. That's our word. For it is written, as I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me. Every tongue shall confess to God. So then every one of who? Us shall give what? Account of himself, herself to who? God. Have I lost you this morning? You wonder like, oh man, where's he going? Clark, I'm going crazy on me. That's like we're learning the Bible is what we're doing. Come on. For we're laborers together with God. You are God's husbandry. You are God's building. According to the grace God of God, which is given unto me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation. Another builds thereon. But let every man take what? Heed how he builds thereon. For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if any man build upon this foundation gold, silver, Precious stones, wood, hay, stubble. Say this with me. Every man's work shall be made what? Manifest. For the day is going to declare it because it shall be revealed by fire. And the fire shall try every man's work what sort it is. Now, I don't know all about the fire and all that kind of stuff. But I do know this. He has eyes as a flame of what? You think Jesus can see through the crap in our life, say? You think he can see through the works that were real and the works that were phony? Yes or no? You can think when we're playing the game and when we're doing the real thing? Don't you worry about it. You get there, I get there one day. Listen, he's going to know if it's wood, hay, stubble, gold, precious stone. Trust me on it, okay? That's what I think this is saying, okay? So, if any man's work abide, which he's built thereon, he shall receive a what? Reward at the judgment, at the judgment seat of Christ, the beam of stand, the rewarding stand. If any man's work shall be what? Burn. He's going to suffer loss. Yeah, but I, you know, what I... Yeah. Gone. But he himself shall be what? Why is he saved? Because he's a what? Believer in who? Jesus. Does that make sense? So there's two judgments. Are we getting the first one clear? Okay, good, good. We're doing great then. Therefore, we're always confident, another scripture, knowing that while we're at home in the body, we're absent from the Lord. For we walk by faith right down here. Is that right? Is that what we're doing right now? By faith. Not by sight. We're confident, though, I say, and willing rather to be absent from this body one day and to be who? Present with the Lord. Yeah, that's, that's the goal here. and That's exciting. Wherefore, we labor that whether present or absent, we may be what? Accepted of him. For we must, say it with me, all appear, come on, before the what? Judgment seat of Christ. Can we do a quick test? And it's not, it's not, don't be embarrassed. How many would say, I just really didn't know about the judgments and the judgment seat of Christ? Can I see your hand? Good, that's why I'm here. To help you and to learn and to grow. You think I knew? <laughs> Thank God we've had people teach us in our life. Amen? So we're just learning together today. Beautiful. All right, so we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that everyone may receive the what? Things done in his or her 
body according to that he hath done, whether it be what? I think this is where that idea in heaven, one day you're going to stand before God and the good's going to be here and the bad's going to be put here. And if the good weighs out, weighs the bad, you'll go to heaven. If it's more bad, you'll go to hell. Problem with that is that's not true. Nobody goes to heaven because they're good. What's the Bible say? There is none that doeth what? Good. No, not what? One. All our righteousness is as what? Filthy rights compared to God. So we don't go to heaven because of good or bad. But there is a judgment for Christians of our works and of our life, whether we've done the things that are right or wrong, or if we did it for the right reason or the wrong reason or the right motive or the wrong motive. And you're going to be rewarded or you're not going to be rewarded. But you'll be saved still because you're never saved by your works. Did you get that? Say, okay, keep looking. Beautiful. What's the purpose then of this judgment seat of Christ? Well, I think we've learned a lot about the purpose already, but let's keep digging a little deeper. Well, it's not determined if you in or out. That's not what this is about. It's not to punish you for your sins committed since you have believed. That's not what this judgment seat is about. Okay? It's not about that. So why are we there? Before we believed in Jesus Christ, God dealt with us as what? As sinners. Before we were in Christ. Since we have believed in Jesus, He deals with us now as what? Sons and what? Daughters. Can we thank you for that? Come on, I'm glad you're not dealing with me as a sinner anymore. Man. This is so helpful to hear this kind of preaching and to know this. It just helps you when you pray. It helps you know you who you are. And life, is, life gets tough at times. But listen, you're his son. You're his daughter. How am I made that? When I do what? Believe. Y'all say believe with me. You're worrying me. Believe. Believe in Jesus. Amen. So, now at the judgment seat of Christ, he's going to deal with us as who? Stewards. What does that mean? What did you do? You're his son. You're his daughter. He gifted you. Certainly there's something you did, something you, you, you could have done for him, correct? How'd you do? Now, a steward is a manager, in the Scripture especially, a steward, as you read the New Testament, a steward is a manager of a large household or a state. That's what a steward is, in charge of a large house or an estate. He was appointed by the owner and entrusted to keep things running What? smoothly and efficiently and effectively. That's what a steward is. It ain't his, but he's been commissioned. And you're not your own, by the way. You've been bought with a what? Price. Therefore, glorify God in your what? In your body, your spirit, which are who? The Lord. See, your body, your spirit are the Lord's. So anything we do in this life, we're a steward of ourselves. Hello, yes or no? That'll help you in your life when you're making decisions. Am I going to do this or am I not going to do this? Well, I'm not my own, <laughs> okay? So I need to do the right thing. Amen. Say, just helps. This is great stuff. If you don't know it, you'd be a little sideways. This steward had the authority to hire and to fire, to spend, to save. He was answerable only to the who. Guys, quite frankly, you're not answerable to me, okay? You don't confess your sins to me. Did You know, newsflash, I can't forgive your sins. Here's a bigger news flash. No man can. You hear me? No man. No man. Hey, I'm all for sharing. I'm all for counseling. I'm all for sitting. But the idea of confession and some you're going to be, you know, whatever it's called, absolved or some man can absolve you from sins, not Bible, not scriptural. Did you hear me? Yes or no? It's not to be ugly. 
How about we learn the truth? Okay? Aren't you glad that you're answerable to one man, Jesus? Aren't you glad you got one judge? We ought to thank him for that. <laughs> yeah. Now, we're to live not for ourselves. You know, no man lives to himself and dies to himself. We're to love each other. We're to submit to each other. We're to be service to one another. But ultimately, Jesus is judge. Amen? And he deals with us now, not as sinners anymore, but as sons and daughters. And of what we've done, so we are stewards. So as Christians, then, we are what? We're stewards. We're learning. Keep going. Keep going. God's the owner. And we're going to be answerable to him for what we have done with his what? Grace. And with the gifts that he's entrusted to us. God has blessed us. I'm different than you are. But we all have some kind of gifts that we can serve the Lord with. Yes or no? We can all do something. That's why I love our church. There's no pecking order here. Why would there be a pecking order? Why am I better than you? I'm not better than you. That's bull. I, I might can get up here on the stage and talk like this and not fall over dead because I'm scared to death. Whereas you might get up here and I couldn't do that. Yeah, but I can't do what you do. <sighs> and I have to lean. I look out there and I see faces of many of you that I've leaned on in my weakness. I have weakness. I got a letter this week, a beautiful card. Who sent, are you here that sent me that card in the mail? Beautiful handmade card of a, of a flag. Anybody here to do that? You're not going to admit it? Maybe the first service. Okay. It was on worry. She was. You know who it was? Awesome. Would you tell her I appreciate it? Please relate that for me. It was, uh, she said, you know, you say you worry and you lack faith sometimes. I do. I struggle. But look at that gift in the body who took the time to write me, to encourage me in the word, who made with her own hands something special to me to lift me. Did I lose you again or not? That's us, guys. That's the body of Christ. What are you doing for him? We're going to stand before the Lord one day. But you don't need to be scared like he's going to send you to hell. No. He wants you to do great things in your life for him and for his glory. Let a man so account of us as the ministers of Christ and stewards. There's our word of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it's required in who? Stewards. That a man be found what? Faithful. But with me, it's a very small thing that I should be judged of you or of man's judgment. Yea, I judge not my own self, for I know nothing by myself, yet am I not hereby justified. But he that judge me, that judges me is who? The Lord. Amen? We don't need to fear what others are going to judge us by. You know what? You know, one day he's going to judge us for what we've done. We're his stewards. Or what are you doing for the Lord? As believers, we have a firm foundation for our faith. It's Jesus Christ. That's not what we're doing. That foundation is laid. It's the death and burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ. The other scriptures we read talked about that foundation. That foundation is what? You don't need to be shaken in your faith. Guys, stop wasting time at night worrying if you're going to heaven or not. If you put your faith in Jesus Christ and you're honest and you're sincere about your commitment to Christ, you are saved. Amen? The foundation is laid. You never laid the foundation to begin with. Are you kidding me? I'm glad my faith isn't based on the foundation you laid. And aren't you glad your, your salvation isn't based on the foundation I laid? It's Christ. And that's why we can stand. And we can build our life on something that's not going to collapse or cave in. The grace that you tell your friends about and loved ones is a real grace. The gifts that you share, the love that you give, this is all true, guys. This is beautiful. You're built on a solid foundation. We're to build our lives on that foundation. Keep looking. Further foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is who? 
Jesus Christ. Foundation equals who? Okay, on Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. Where did the old hymn writer come up with that idea? The Bible. All other ground is what? Sinking sand. So I'm on Jesus, man. If any man build upon this foundation, gold, silver, precious stone, wood, hay, stubble, gold, silver, precious stone equals what? Indestructible. Now, this isn't talking about money. It's not talking about that. However, it could be. It could be that part of what you can do is to give and to share and to help. But the idea is that the things that we do that are going to last is is a gold, silver, precious stone. Now, wood, hay, and stubble, they are what? Okay? You think the fire is going to burn that up? You think his eyes are going to go right through that? What happened? What happened to all my good church attendance I was counting on? What happened when I dressed up so many times and looked so fancy? What happened to how big my Bible was? You know what I mean? Say, come on. By the way, this ain't talking about purgatory either, by the way. It's amazing. If you read the Bible, you might learn what's in it and what ain't. Okay? Christians don't die, and when they die, they go someplace called purgatory for a while, whatever that is, till somebody maybe gives enough money and can buy them out of there. That's a good plan, isn't it? Say, only one thing can buy you, and that's the precious blood of Christ. Period. Praise the Lord for that. That's only one thing. Paid. Amen. Well, this is a good message. You feel like you're, I'm with, you're with me today. Good. I was wondering if I was going to lose, lose us on this one. This is about works being burned, not the who. So as a believer in Christ, I don't need to fear about being burned in hell. Okay, it's not going to happen. And I know, guys, there's a lot of theology out there that's taught, you know, teaches that, you know, you can fall away. You can, I just don't buy it. I think if I'm in Christ, I'm in Christ. If my name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life, it's there. Amen? I believe in the shed blood of Christ. I never have believed in Gary. Amen? Now, I can do all things through who? Christ, who strengthens me. But not Gary. I ain't ever going, I don't want to ever hit a place where I put my faith in Gary. Well, that's pretty sad, isn't it? Gary, that sounds weak. Come on. Some judged areas. What am I going to be judged in? And we got lots of scriptures, but I ain't going to be able to read them all. How we treat others. The scripture's there. If you want to go online, look at it. How we use our authority that we've been given. How we use our gifts. Scripture, all scripture. How we use our money. Let's read that one. Pop it up. Because I say it often. But this I say, he that sows sparingly shall reap sparingly. And he which sows bountifully shall reap bountifully. Every man according as he purposes in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly, wood, or of necessity, hay. For God loves a cheerful giver, gold, silver, precious stone. He loves it when that's our motive. Did you see that one? See? How we suffer for God. Blessed are you when men shall persecute you, revile you, be exceedingly glad. These are areas we're going to be judged in. I can't believe they did that to me. Would. You know what I'm saying? 
Instead of, instead of enduring suffering as a good soldier, does the Bible say endure hardness as a good soldier? Does it say that? Or does it say whine all the time to every believer you can find till you're running them all off? Yes or no? Say. Guys, wood, hay, stubble. Did Jesus say we're going to be persecuted in this life? Yes. Did he say men are going to revile us? Yes. Did he say that? Well, why do we get so sideways when it happens? Because we're human, but don't forget you're on that foundation. You be strong in the Lord and have good courage. Yes or no? See, a lot of things are going to be happening that day. How we spend our time. How we spend our time. Redeeming the time. You mean I'm going to be judged for how I wasted so much of my life? Absolutely you are. And you're going to see your life go up in smoke. Oh, my gosh. Hello. Here we go. Know you not how we run the race, how we're running. Okay? Know you not that they which run a race run all, but you run to receive the prize. How we control ourselves. You're losing control. Okay? Can't keep, can't, can't keep yourself under control. You're going to be judged at the judgment seat of Christ for that. How we witness and share the good news of Christ. All of these talk about His judgment. These are things that we're going to be standing before the judgment seat of Christ. Keep looking. How we respond to temptation and trials. Was it a big deal? It was a big deal. You could have, you could have overcome that. You could have made it. Oh, I just can't. The devil made me do it. No, because you were on the foundation. And you just forgot that under your feet is that firm foundation. Okay, come on. How we are faithful to God's Word. How we twist the Word. How we know it's in the Word, but we say, well, whatever. At the judgment seat of Christ, you're going to see, oh my goodness. Look. The bottom line. Some are going to receive rewards. If any man's work abide, which he hath built thereon, he shall receive a what? Some, that's the bottom line. Some in that day before Christ, you saw Jesus. We put him up there this morning. Revelation. You're going to receive rewards. Some are going to suffer loss. We said it before. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved, yet so as by what? Fire. How many feel better now you know a little bit more about the judgment seat of Christ? Amen? A little bit more about the judgment seat of Christ. Okay? We've been learning. Here's our goal his Lord said unto him two words. Say it with me. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. See, I am the owner, God says. You're my steward. You've been faithful over a few things. Listen, it wasn't as hard as you made it all out to be down yonder on planet Earth. You could have done a whole lot more. You've been faithful over these few things. Guess what? I'm going to make you ruler over many. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Amen. Don't you want to hear well done? The judgment seat of Christ. Praise the Lord. So why the judgments? There's five specific rewards. We won't go through all the scripture. Man, you can go online. You can go on our PowerPoint. You can study them in depth. There's the crown of incorruption. Let me read them, Raj. I'm sorry. I've got to do it. Let me read it just a little bit. For though I preach the gospel, I have nothing to glory for. Of necessity is laid upon me. Yea, woe unto me if I preach not the gospel. That's enough on that one. The crown of incorruption is the... The, what is incorruptible? And that is the gospel. The gospel of Jesus Christ. Sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. That is a crown. When we share the word, preach the word, witness of the word, share the word, we're going to be rewarded for how we did that. Yes or no? Y'all hear me? The crown of incorruption. The crown of rejoicing. For what is our hope or joy or crown of rejoicing or not? You even in the presence of our Lord Jesus at his what? 
coming for your glory or joy. There is a crown of us looking forward, of us believing he's coming again, of us living our life in light of his coming. That's a, that's a crown that's going to be received. A crown of life. None of those things which thou shalt suffer, behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison, that you might be tried. You shall have tribulation. Ten days, be faithful unto death, be faithful unto death, and I'm going to give you a crown of what? There seems to be a crown for suffering to those who suffer, who stand for Christ. Just, and maybe there's more than these. I'm just pulling some of these out that I found in the Bible. Number four, crown of righteousness. Henceforth there is laid up for me a what? Crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. And not to me only, but to all those who love his appearing. That's the one that uh, I mentioned before, loving Christ appearing, being faithful to him. Some of them are intertwined. I don't have all the answers on this, that's for sure. Five specific rewards, a crown of glory. Feed the flock of God, which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, but willingly, not for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind. Neither as being lords over God's heritage, but being examples of the flock. And when the chief shepherd shall appear, you shall receive a crown of glory that fades not away. Again, there seems to be a crown for those that have authority, leadership of churches, leadership of groups, those of us who, who God has gifted or placed us in positions to be over others to share the word of God with people. So different crowns, and there could be many, many other ones as well. Woo, I'm wore out. How about y'all? Y'all doing all right? Aren't you glad you're going to be there, though? Come on. Are you going to be at that one? You going to be there? Yeah! Now, we're not done, but I made it a lot shorter because you, ain't going, you don't want to be at this one. The second judgment. Let's look at it. The second judgment. Don't screw around and get at this judgment. You want to be at the judgment seat of Christ, where I'm in Christ, to see Him. Amen? To have His hand put on me when I'm scared to death. <laughs> and He goes, fear not. I'm he that lives and was dead. I'm the first and the last. Amen? And I'm on that firm foundation. That's what I want. It's called the great white throne judgment. The one was the judgment seat of Christ for sons and daughters, for believers. This is the great white throne judgment for sinners. A sinner is not a person who does bad. We've all done bad. A sinner is a person who does not believe in Christ. They have not put their faith in Jesus Christ. Because all are sinners, right? Yes or no? So this is sinners. What does that mean? Hey, a lot of them, probably better than us. Nicer than me. Who knows? I don't know. But I know one thing. They're not believers. They've refused Christ. The great white throne judgment. It's appointed unto men once to die, and after this, the what? The judgment. And I saw a great white throne. And him that sat on it from whose face the earth and heaven ran. That's a crazy verse, isn't it? God spoke and this world came into existence. He can just look at it, and it takes off running. And you're going to stand before him with your little old works or whatever you think you're going to do? That ain't going to fly, guys. Y'all hearing me? If the earth's running away, you're sure turning your tail and running. But you can't go nowhere. It's too late. 
Him that sat on the throne, the earth and heaven fled away, and there was no place found for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened. This is, this is, this is horrible. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their what? I do not want to go and stand before God and be judged for my works. Because my works are as filthy what? I want to stand before for God and be judged because of what Jesus did for me. Amen? Say, we have an advocate with the Father. Okay, we've been adopted. Okay? Daddy. Daddy, help! Amen. That's what I want to cry. Amen? Not look at my works. But if you're at the great white throne judgment, and very well some of you in this room listening by internet or on the radio, you're going to be there. Unless you believe in Christ. You must be born again. Did Jesus, did Jesus say to the very religious man, you must be born again? Did he say that? Can you imagine telling the religious Nicodemus something like that to his face? You must be born again. You must be born again. You might be bigger than me, badder than me, stronger than me, smarter than me, better than me. But you ain't better than him. And that's who you're going to stand before. You're not standing before me. The sea gave up the dead. Wherever dead are, whoever's lived, they're going to stand before God. Death and hell delivered up dead. And they were judged, every man, according to their what? Works. It's something how in the church we brag, and I've watched it for years, we brag on our works, how we do and other people don't do. Try that with God. He'll send you to hell. Why do we do that? Yes or no? Say. Why do we brag on Jesus? How about that? Can we do that? Yes or no? Can we brag on the hell he took us from? Amen? Not how much better I am or something like that. Come on, it's crazy. It would solve a lot of church problems. Thank God I seem to not have them here. Maybe it's because I keep talking like this. Amen? Come on, we don't want that. Not at all. We don't brag on works. I mean, it's great to share a testimony. I'm not talking about that. But trying to put yourself up while you put other people down. Did y'all hear me or not? Okay. Death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was what? That answers every question about every so well-meaning person of some false religion that knocks on your door or whatever. They're nice people. They do good. They do whatever. If your name ain't in the book of life, you cast them to the lake of fire in the story. Believe the Bible. Y'all hear me? And not your feelings. Y'all listening? Well, God's hard. God ain't hard. God's gracious. God gave His Son. What would you give? Say, did you give your son to die on the cross? I don't think so. Amen. I'm being ugly, ain't I? Keep looking. I beheld till the thrones Daniel were cast down. The Ancient of Days did sit on it, whose garment was white as snow. The hair of his head was like pure wool. Sounds like what we saw in Revelation, doesn't it? His throne was like the fiery flame as the wheels of a burning fire. A fiery stream issued and came forth before him. Thousands 
And thousands ministered to him, and 10,000 times 10,000 stood before him. The judgment was set, and the books were opened. Boy, boy what's, what, that changes your vision of God, doesn't it? Yes or no? Say. He's not just a good buddy, is he? He's not just a man upstairs, is he? He is a friend that sits closer than a brother when you know him as Savior and Lord. Amen. He is my lawyer right now, seated at the right hand of God the Father, wherever he ever lives to make intercession for me. But if you're not a believer, he's beyond your worst nightmare. The great white throne judgment. Who is the judge on this throne? Jesus. Jesus Christ. The Father judges no man. He's committed all judgment into his Son's hand, Jesus. Why must you believe in Jesus? Because he's the judge. When you go to court, who are you trying to impress? Who are you trying to impress? The people in the audience? You're trying to impress your own attorney? Hi, hi, I'm doing good, ain't I, Mr. Attorney? You better try to impress that joker on that stand right there. You're the judge. Amen, say. Jesus is the judge. He's given him authority to execute judgment because he is the Son of Man. No one else was born of a virgin, came to this earth, died on the cross, rose from the dead. No one else is sitting on that seat. Amen, say. That answers a lot of questions about false religion. This is just the Bible, guys. He commands us to preach unto the people and to testify that it is He which was ordained of God to do what? To be the what? Judge. He ordained me to preach like this. In case you're saying, wow, Clark's really been ugly today and mean preaching. She likes it. She just got to go. But anyway, listen. She ain't mad at me. Listen. No, she ain't mad. Anyway, the point is, this is ordained of God for this message today. It's, 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 a, it's a stern warning, isn't it, today? Yes or no? You're not going to run out of here and go, ooh, let's go to Cracker Barrel Creek. I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall do what? Who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his what? There's so many scriptures. I just want you to know who's the judge. Why should I believe in Jesus? Aren't there many ways? There's one way. Aren't there many judges? There's one judge. He's narrow-minded. He is. Amen? There's one gospel. Is that what the Bible says? There are not many gospels. There's one gospel. Who's the jury? Is there a jury? Oh, there's a jury. I thought it was a judge trial. Well, it is, but there's a jury, though. Who's the jury? Check this out. Our conscience. This is the great white throne judgment. If you're a believer, you're not going to be there. Can we thank the Lord for that? No, we need to do that real fast. Amen! Thank if you're not a believer, you need to be born again. You must be born again. No option. Our conscience, which show the work of the law written in their hearts, they're what? Conscience also bearing what? I knew, I heard, I heard the preacher say, if I, didn't, if I wasn't born again, I was going to go to hell. Mama told me, Grandma told me, the Word told me, I heard here, I heard there, I heard this. I don't know what it will be, but the conscience will be there. Our words, our very own words... Don't have to worry about somebody else judging you. 
your own words. But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account in the day of judgment. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words you shall be what? Condemned. Do you believe in Christ? Tell somebody. Say. Don't let it be a shock. I had a man come to my office this week. He was a pastor. About 70 years old, 75 maybe. He used to pastor in Arkansas and Memphis, Tennessee. He visited Elvis before he died. Elvis's nurse was in his church. And he said the one thing Elvis told him. He said Elvis was a believer. He was a believer. He said people that knew him, he was generous. He would give things. He would give to people. He would help people. He bought buses for church ministries and things like that to help people. He said the thing that Elvis said to him is that most people don't know I'm a Christian. And he said that was one of Elvis's regrets. Before he died, most people don't know I'm a believer. How about your words? Do your words... I ain't talking about bragging like we do. Oh, I'm great. I'm this. I'm a this. I'm a that. That ain't what we're talking about. Are you a believer? And are your words testifying right here on this earth? Or are they going to testify one day that you won't? Hello? Yes or no? It's going to happen. Our secrets in the day when God shall judge the what? Secrets of men. By who's the judge? Jesus Christ. Secrets. Guys, we're not going to be, they're not going to be other people he's calling. It's going to be us. Okay? Who are not believers. Our works. People that are wanting to be judged for their works. I'm a good person. I'm a good man. I don't need Jesus. Whatever. I'm, I'm a good enough. I'm good enough. Great. Works are going to be called forward. You're going to find out those works aren't near good enough to save you. Amen. Yes or no? Okay? For don't marvel, Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it's no great thing if ministers also be transformed into ministers of righteousness. Are ministers going to die and go to hell? Absolutely. Will there be ministers of churches, people that said whatever? Yes, they will. I can't believe it. Why? A lot of even good things, quote, we see today, Satan's behind. Is that what that scripture said? That's exactly what it said. He's pretty cool at pulling the wool. Amen? The book of life. That's the jury. He that overcomes the same shall be clothed in white raiment, and I will not blot out his name of the book of life, but I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. The book of life. Is your name written in the book of life? Do you know Christ? I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. The books were open. We said it earlier. Another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their what? Works. And the book of life. Would you say this one with me? Whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake. I'm really not worried about what church role my name's on. Amen. I want to be, that's the book I'm concerned about. That's the role. When the roll is called up yonder. Where'd that song come? When the roll is called up yonder. When the roll is called up yonder. When the roll is called up yonder. I'll be there. Why? Because my name's on the roll. 
It's funny what you can learn about songs when you read the Bible. Amen? Come on. The verdict at the great white throne judgment. Boom! Separation from God forever in the lake of fire. That's a horrible verdict, isn't it? It's a tough message today. Then shall he say also unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, you cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the who? Devil and his angels. And these shall go away into everlasting punishment. But the righteous into what? Now, are we righteous because of our works? No, we're righteous because of whose righteousness? Jesus' righteousness. Yes or no? If you hadn't heard this kind of preaching before... It's all in the Bible. Amen? Say. Okay? Now, some of it's I'm goofy up here, and it ain't probably. But but most everything, as I've said, is right there in the Scripture. That's why I use this big screen to keep me on track. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the what death? It's the point that a man wants to die. We all going to die once. We don't have to die twice. The fool dies twice. The fool has said in his heart, No, God! Come on. What's the old saying? Fool me once. Don't be fooling me no twice, though. Amen? Come on. I may have been a fool in my life, but but Satan, you're not going to fool me on this one. Put your faith in Christ. Amen? You do not have to die the second death. Here's the question. It's up to you today. Which judgment are you going to be at? It's your move. He's done everything. He's not willing that you perish. And I hope that you don't receive my preaching today as ugly or mean or me better than you. Are you kidding me? I'd be lost as a goose if it wasn't for the, for the blood of Jesus. Amen. It's the blood of God's Son. It cleanses me from all what? Does that mean I don't sin? No, I still mess up. But thank God His blood's always cleansing me. Amen. If we confess our sins, He's what? Faithful and just. To forgive us our sins and to cleanse us. So it's your move today. He gave us a great scripture like this. And we'll close with it. For God so loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believes in him. Should not what? But have everlasting life. Did we learn today that if you don't believe in Jesus you will perish? Did we learn that today? Did we learn that pretty clear today? We got that one? Do you understand John 3.16 better now? Say we always like that part about believing, but did we learn about the parish part? Yeah. Believe in Jesus Christ and you will not what? But you will have everlasting life because we'll be at the judgment seat of Christ where we'll enter into the joy of the Lord. Amen? Let's thank the Lord for His Word this morning. Amen? Praise the Lord. Amen? Thank you, Lord, for Your Word. Amen?